Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Reflections from the Heart. Uh, I am your host, Cameron Norse, and today we are going to be reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 28 to 32, if you want to get ready for that. Uh, Before we do, we would like to open with a prayer. Thank you, Father, for the gift of today. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you. Uh, We ask you to be with us right here, right now, wherever we're at, as we open up your bread of life, your word of God, and we, we want to hear from you. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to be with us. Give us eyes to see what we're to see, ears to hear what we're to hear, and hearts to respond. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, Once again, we are in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 28 through 32. We'll read that now. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first one and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not. But afterwards, changed his mind and he went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did the father's will? They answered, The first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet, even when you saw that, you did not later change your mind and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, Jesus has a way of telling stories that have multi-layers, don't they? Um, So I'd love to just reflect on this by starting at the beginning. Uh, Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people. So if you could remember, chief priests and elders, these are not supporters of Jesus. These aren't the same people that... uh, you know, are getting around and, and breaking bread with Jesus and hanging on his every word. These are the same people that in previous verses, they just tried to trick Jesus. They, they, they came at him with uh, um, wanting some answers. And if you remember, Jesus said, well, let, I'll ask you a question. If you answer my question, um, then I'll answer your question. And he asked them, um, from where did would, did John come w- with his power? Um, like what message was, was John bringing 
and they knew that it, it was setting them up because if they said from heaven, then why weren't they being obedient to the message John was bringing? And if they did the otherwise, they knew that the crowds would rise up. So, so this is the same people that Jesus is talking to, um, not his adversaries. These are, these are people that uh, they had issues with him. Um, so again, Jesus, instead of uh, just telling them how it is, he, he tells them a story to get them to think, and he opens the story with a question. Uh, he says, what is your opinion? Um, they ended up answering it in the middle of this, but so the story is about, there's a man, call him a father. He has two sons. He has both of the sons to do the same thing. One of them says no to him, but then he has a change of heart. The other son says yes to him, but then his actions didn't line up with that and he disobeyed. And he, he told a lie because his actions didn't line up with his words. So I think we can, we can put ourselves in both of these sons' shoes at different points in our lives, but let's focus on the first son. Um, so the father's instructions were, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. I think it's important that we highlight the word today. I think oftentimes when the Father is talking to us, yes, there's a time for reflection of things in the past. Yes, there's a time for planning for the future and, and looking ahead. But I think oftentimes his voice is for, uh, for today. I, th I, think th I think that there is a lot that can be accomplished on a daily basis, but we can be distracted by thinking about yesterday and thinking about tomorrow and not just putting our hand to the plow today and getting the things done today that we know we should. I know that uh, the book of Proverbs talks about that as well. But the instructions were, this is what I have for you today. And, and let's just assume, I, I guess it's not, I don't want to make assumptions, but I think based on the details that we're getting of this story, there was no, there was no bad intentions from the father. It wasn't, uh, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you a lesson that you got something coming to you. It was just a simple instruction from a good father to say, this is what I want you to do today. I, I want you to work in the vineyard. And, and the assumption I was going to make, there's probably other days where the father asked them to do, to do other things. It's not Probable, probable that every single day, this is the task at hand. I think it would have told us, um, this is the story he wants to say, but it's just a simple thing. Hey, today, the work that needs done, it's in the vineyard. That's where I want you to go. So the first son, he says, I will not. Let's pause there. How many times have we felt in our hearts, this is what the father wants me to do today? And we respond back to him and say, I have no interest in doing that. Find somebody else. You know, not me. Uh, I, I can put my hand up to that. There, there's plenty of times where we know what we should be doing, but sometimes we take the easier route. Sometimes we, uh, 
we justify it. I know there's plenty of times where I've had that that uh, that nudge or that still small that that quiet voice of the Holy Spirit, or um, you know those confirmations of things where I know that the direction is clear, and it's like, okay, Lord, I could see how that could work out well, but you got to come up with a different plan because that puts me in a tough spot, or that, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not the best person for that job. You know, I think we have those internal conversations in our spirit, but here's the beauty to it. After he says, I will not, he changed his mind. How beautiful is it that the Father does that with us? He gives us that period of time. He gives us that space where we could have a change of heart. We could have a change of mind. You know, this could have read something like, the first son said in reply, I will not, and the father said, well then fine, boom, 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 this is how it is. You know, I'm cutting you off, or, or, you know, fine, then, then you can't have that big dinner next weekend, or, or I'm gonna lessen your inheritance, or... that that's not in the story. It said in reply, he said, I will not. But afterwards he changed his mind and he went and he did it. Um, I think it's kind of beautiful. It's really precious that he gives us that space to hear from him talking about our heavenly father. And maybe our immediate reaction is to say, not me, not today, not right now. But then there's a period of time, there's a space that he gives us maybe to have those internal conversations or to think things through or to look at things through somebody else's lens and say, okay, you know what? My immediate reaction is not the reaction that I'm going to stick with. I'm not putting a stake in the ground here. I'm going to do, and maybe let's just think about it. The first son Maybe his internal dialogue after he said no to his father was, oh man, my dad has never done anything mean to me. He's a good dad to me. He wouldn't be asking me to do this if he didn't think it was the best thing for what we should be doing today. He wants what's best for our family. He wants what's best for me. Maybe there's a lesson here that I don't even know about. Maybe he wants to teach me some discipline. Maybe he wants to teach me some uh, some different skills, or maybe, maybe he knows that there's somebody else out in the vineyard that, uh, you know, wants to talk to me and, you know, they've been avoiding it. Whatever those internal dialogues are, I think our heavenly father gives us that space and time to say, okay, he clearly asked me to do something. He's a good dad. He knows something that maybe I don't know. It happens to me all the time, week after week, day after day, month after month, he puts me in situations that I wouldn't have put myself in, and good things happen because I'm obedient to him. Maybe maybe it took five minutes, maybe it took an hour, I don't know, but he had a change of heart, and I think it's just precious that God gives us that space, that time to be able to do what we need to do to be obedient. Maybe it's just to internally process what else we were going to do today. Um, But it says, afterwards, he changed his mind and he went. 
Then the man came to the other son, and he gave him the same order. What was the order? Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. So this second son, he's the one who gave him lip service. He's the one who said, yes, sir, I'll do what you want me to do. But his actions didn't line up with it because he did not go. And then Jesus' question was, which of the two did the father's will? The one that did the father's will is the one that actually put action to it. It wasn't the one that gave lip service and told the dad what he wanted to hear. Of course he wanted to hear, yes, sir. I'm thinking of my kids. I would want to hear the response, yes, sir. But I would also want to make sure there's some action behind it. This story I'm thinking of last night, I asked the kids to go brush their teeth. So we have three young kids. They're 10 and under. And it's a simple thing. You know, get home from work. We have dinner together. We're out in the yard playing kickball. We come in, you know, there's showers and and pajamas and finishing homework and those kinds of things. And we have a little bit of a, a wind down period of time. And part of that process is brush your teeth. So I said, hey guys, brush your teeth. I, I didn't explain to them, you need to brush your teeth because your teeth will rot. I didn't, I didn't go through any of the things. It was just as simple as, it is now time to brush your teeth. And then we have other things that we do, whether, you know, reading a book or we're going through some things. Sometimes we play a game. So then I just sat on the couch and I was waiting for them to do what I asked them to do so that we could move on to the next thing. I didn't start yelling. I didn't, I didn't ask them again and again, because the first time I asked them, I know they all heard me. Um, and then after a couple of minutes of them finishing up the thing they were doing, they were playing with something. They were like, okay, can we do this now? And I was like, okay, uh, yes, I can't wait to play a game with you. But do you remember what I asked you to do? Oh, yeah, 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 brush my teeth. And they all went and brushed their teeth. Um, I think there's other things that the Father wants to do with us. But sometimes he's waiting for us to be obedient to the thing that he asked us to do last time. It's almost like it's still sitting on the table. I think there's, I think there's times... I shouldn't say I think. I know there are times when I have gotten into that quiet place um, where I spend time with the Lord. And some of it is praying. Some of it is reading. Some of it is just sitting with Him. And oftentimes, those are the times where I get those nudges or the, that still small voice of, um, you know, th- th- this, this is something to do. Uh, it's not always a to-do list. I don't want it to sound like that, but uh, I remember a couple of times where I was kind of waiting on him for some some direction, and I remember him reminding me of the last direction that he gave me that I didn't follow through with, that I wasn't obedient with, and it was almost like this sense of he, he was he was being a good father. He was too good to let things continually pile up until there were a dozen of them. And then I get to pick 
which one I thought was the one I wanted to do next. It was almost like, son, I got other things for you. But if you remember, I asked you to brush your teeth. So can we, can, can we do that one? I know it's not fun. I know it's not exactly what you want to do. But there are so many levels to the thing that I want you to do because it's going to prepare you for the next thing, because it's going to do a work in you that might that you're not even going to know. Like just using the example that I brought up of brushing the teeth. Maybe there's some sugar or bacteria in the teeth that you got to get cleaned up before tomorrow. Um, we can be disobedient. We can delay things. But he's not asking us to do that from any place of malice or any place of, you know, I don't want what's best for you. The person who wants what's best for us the most is our Heavenly Father. So if he's giving us an instruction, it is with our best interest in mind. There, there, there is a work that he wants to do in the situation but there's also a, one, a work that he wants to do in our own hearts. Um, and he gets, I mean, this omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient, this is, this is the person that we're talking about, our Heavenly Father. He sees this from all angles. Um, I'm thinking, too, it's probably worth saying, it's not, you know, th- this, uh, this prompting, it's, for me, it's not an audible voice. It's more of a, a knowing in my heart. Um, but I always, when I talk about this subject, I just like to remind people, Scripture says, my sh- in Scripture, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. I think part of knowing his voice is spending time with him. It is... Uh, interaction with prayer. I feel like prayer should be a conversation between us and him where we're laying things down. Um, Also, reading our Bibles, going through the Word of God, surrounding ourselves with the right people. I think think those are all multi-ways where uh, this would come from. But I, I go back to the Scripture, my sheep know my voice. And there are times, too, where sometimes I think it might be my own thought instead of a thought that he gave me, and I take all of those thoughts to him, like Scripture says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. There are times where I'll have a thought and I'll think, Lord, is that you? Is that me? Is this just something I want to do? Is this something that you're prompting me and nudging me to do? And what I do in those situations is I say, Lord, I think that this could be you, and I'm going to step out in obedience to this. I mean, this is an all-internal conversation that I'm having with him, but it's, Lord, I think this is what you would have me do in this situation. I'm going to move forward with this. If I'm, if I'm, getting, if, if I'm getting in the way of anything, could you speak a little louder? Could you confirm things a little bit differently? If this is if this is not your will, understand that I'm doing this because I think it is your will. I think those are precious moments between me and him. I think those are precious moments between my kids here on earth and me. 
Hey, Dad, I did something for you because I thought you would like it. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. It's the heart that I care about. You know, I, you know, they want to make me scrambled eggs with shells in it. Okay. I am more happy about the fact that they're like, my dad likes eggs. I, I knew he was rushing around this morning. I wanted to help out. I wanted to do something kind for him. I'm not, I'm not getting upset at them for having their heart in the right place. And I think similarly, our Heavenly Father, He's looking at our hearts. Was our heart in the right place when we took action? Or were we just looking for our own benefit or our own elevating ourselves, so to speak? Um, yeah, I think those are precious moments that we all have the opportunity for every day. Um, so let's get back into this. So which of the two did the Father's will? This is Jesus's question in the middle of the story. Which of the two did the Father's will? And they answered him, the first, right? That's the obvious answer. The, the correct answer is the one that actually did the Father's will, not the one that told the Father what he wanted to hear, not the one that uh, gave lip service, so to speak, but it was actually the one who told the Father what he didn't want to hear. He said to the Father, I will not be doing that. I will not is his exact quote here. But then afterward, he changed his mind and he went. Are there things in our lives where we have said, I am not doing that, even though we know it's the right thing? We know we need to bring kindness to a situation with our family. We know that we need to be generous to, to somebody close to us. Maybe we need to forgive somebody that in our mind, doesn't deserve forgiveness. Are there those things where we have said, I'm not doing that. I am not praying for my enemy. Uh, I'm, I'm giving a, a broad range of examples here. But afterwards, when the first son changed his mind and he actually did what the father asked him to do, Jesus's story, the answer was, which of the one did the father's will? The first one the one that actually did it. So I think it's, it's the right thing to do to examine our lives and say, Father, are there things that, that you've asked me to do that I've said I'm not interested in doing that? Or, or, or maybe we even have good reason. Maybe we have a good explanation for I, I, I'm not the guy for the job. Um, I think we need to consider is this a period of time that he's giving us to change our mind and actually do his father's will? Because I do not want to be the son that just tells him, yes, I'll be obedient. Yes, I'll do what you want me to do. Yes, I'll, 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 I'll please you. And then leave that room and have no intentions of actually doing what the action is with, with the words that I've said. Um, and I think we can all think of people in our lives where we know they'll tell us what we want to hear, but there's rarely action. Or oftentimes they're not putting, uh, you know, they're not actually putting, putting their actions to what their words say. Uh, and it's not a good feeling. I, I think it also is worth noting here too, 
Like, he's a good father to us. He's actually a rewarder. I, I, I don't want that to get perverted to he's a slot machine because that is not the interaction with a good father. But thinking back to my kids, after they brushed their teeth, we had time to hang out together. We, we, we had time to, to laugh and, and joke around and play a game and have fun. I wanted that. They wanted that. That, that was on the table the whole time. There was just this moment of putting their actions into place and actually going in the bathroom and brushing their teeth. Um, so I think there are things that, without knowing it, we could be withholding from, from our own lives just through an act of disobedience, of actually not doing the things. You know, I, I feel like oftentimes you, you, you talk with, with some Christians, they'll be like, you know, if the Father says it, I'll be obedient. But there are so many times where it's a where, where it's just easier to, let's say, get away with not doing the things, and who knows what we're missing out on, if, if that's where our heart is or that's where our actions are. So back into the story again, Amen. I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. And, and, and the highlight to that for me is he still has that redemptive arm. He still wants them into the kingdom. He still wants them to believe in him. He still wants them to have this life of true righteousness. He doesn't say they believed when they first heard it and you didn't, so I'm done with you and I'm going to spend my time with them. No, instead he says they... They heard it the same time you did, and they made the choice to enter the kingdom before you did. By saying that, it keeps it on the table, so to speak. It's that redemptive arm of, I still want this life for you. And then the last verse we read here says, Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe in him. I think he gives us an opportunity to change our minds in the same way that the first son did. So I hope you enjoyed this reflection. Um, again, this is Reflections from the Heart. If, if you're part of a reflection group, fantastic. If that's something that interests you, I'd like to point you to the website, stewardshipmission.org. That's stewardshipmission.org. Uh, there's resources there for the uh, weekly gospel readings, and I would encourage you to get some friends together and reflect. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a gospel reflection group. For more information on locations and times of gospel reflection groups, or how to start a gospel reflection group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make reflections from the heart possible. 
If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.